Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Internet's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk. We got an awesome show for you today. First off, screen time. How much is too much for kids, and what is the danger? Also, a Kim Kardashian model is dead after butt injections. And lastly, a TikTok doc's about to learn her fate. It's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome everybody and thank you so so much for tuning in. We really really do appreciate it Please hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. We want to hear from you I'm your host plastic surgeon. Dr. Bruce Herman with me always is the great Sarah. Hi What's up Sarah? <laughs> in the box is my man Trelvis. What's up, dude? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Great. Everybody have a good week? Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah, complain. It's been good. I'm still getting caught up from being gone. I was gone for 10 days so when i get back it's kind of busy but yeah getting but back to work and back to that. work man you go on vacation you forget you know it's it's a grind i would say that grind mode hits you quick though yeah it does i mean it's just i, I love going on vacation but you know right before you leave it's busy trying to get ready mm -hmm. and then the vacation's great then you get back and you like get slammed and like i'm on call a bunch but but overall it's good so that's good so uh last weekend uh, we went to the Rin Fair. Oh, yeah. And I know you went to it the yeah. week before. And now, was that your first time? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, I liked to dress up. And I remember asking my friend Cassie, who I went with, I was like, are there going to be any cute boys here? Um, and she, she was like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I, like, went and got there. And I was with, like, one of our other friends. I was like, Cassie said there'd be cute boys here. And then she goes, <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh well at least i got to dress maybe up. they you know maybe they were there just in in costume they were they were like hiding what'd you dress up as i don't know what i dress. i just like bought a, a, i bought like a little corset from amazon okay so like a renaissance maiden yeah something yeah. like that i i was just like a i would say i was like a little fairy or something i didn't have okay. wings so or fairy. any of that but i was like definitely had like flowers in my hair so what'd you think? Like, did you eat like the food out there? And um, the only thing I had to eat there was um, funnel cake. I like had to. You always have to have funnel cake. I had to. It yeah. was so. It's good. a cheat day, but. Yeah, and that was whenever I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, so oh, I couldn't man. really eat anything. Oh yeah. And that you was, can't like, go the after best... like a big turkey leg, like right after no, like so your that was dental the best. extraction. That was the best thing I ate, and then of course like they have little drinks and stuff yeah. there, so. So we, we go, we've gone every year for like the past 10 years. In fact, Scar so it's Scarborough Fair is the Renaissance Fair here in, in, here in Dallas, Texas. And it's been around for 40 years. In fact, I went when I was like in junior high and high school growing up here. Uh, and it's more or less the same. It's gotten a little bit bigger, but it's, it's pretty fun. So me and my family go every year mm -hmm. and we kind of really get into it. We dress up and, you know, get costumes. And so I, I brought a picture like it's, it, I think it's, 
it's just me and my wife. Yeah. So yeah. You, always, a, you said you always dress up as a wizard. Yeah, I always dress up as a wizard. Like I don't know. I just like the wizards, and, and my wife's a, a maiden I, of some sort. I, I always call her like a tavern wench, but she she, she doesn't like that. But, <laughs> but no, Where's it's my a, bear. It's a lot of fun. We we really like get a kick out of it, and uh, my kids love it, and they like get in costumes every year and going. My my daughter was like a witch. I should have brought a picture. She looked pretty good. She was like a like a dark witch, and my son was like a plague doctor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they were cool. I should oh, have... Did he have one of those like cool? Masks yeah, he's got things. the cool mask. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Now, so... one thing I'm noticing, Sarah. I know you said it was no cute boys out there, but the big boy in the back. I mean, he is dressed kind of sharp now. Yeah, he is. He's looking good there. Yeah, Sarah. That... Did you... Was that guy not there when you were there? Right. You got the hat. <laughs> yeah. You see the look on her face. Right <laughs> the hat with the blazer. I mean, he's sharp now. Travis, have you ever been to yeah. the Ren Fair? I've, yeah, yeah. I've never been. When Dude, I worked, you when should I, go, man. I knew it. When I worked in radio uh, for another radio station, we used to give away tickets all the time. Oh, yeah? I mean, I used to always want to go, but I never went. I, I met some of the characters from um, the fair, but I never actually went to it. I mean, I thought it, I mean, it was cute. I think it's yeah. a good excuse to play dress up. It is. Like, it's fun to get a call. If you like that kind of thing, which but we do. It, like, it heals your, oops, it heals your inner child. Right. We like to, you know, fun. you get all into Halloween and stuff. So like, yeah. this is just like, it's like, you know, another, Halloween in yeah, spring. Excuse. And uh, yeah, so we go out there and like we eat the food. Uh, the kids like do some of the rides. Not They're getting kind of older, so that's not really a thing. But they have like cool shops and like unusual things like, you know, like costume clothing. Yeah. And they make bank on that costume clothing. Oh, it's really expensive. Like I want to get some of it, but it, like it's so expensive. One the one of the girls we went with, she her like corset was like a hundred and something yeah. dollars. And I was like, what? Yeah, my daughter was looking at some outfits. And I was like, ooh, well, what to think about that? Because they were like, like a whole outfit was like four or five hundred bucks. Mm. I'm sure you can find it cheaper. But I think they just, you know, they raised the prices. Yeah, I there. bought a corset for like twenty dollars off yeah, of Amazon. Off Amazon, yeah. <laughs> but one of our and favorite wore, things to do I wore mud boots and a yeah. dress I already had. Yeah, you can't go out there in nice shoes. It's it's pretty pretty Chris. dirty. Yeah. But it is a lot of fun. We actually really enjoy going to the taverns. It's like they have these like, you know, medieval like taverns and they have music. Mm -hmm. And so being a big, you know, live music person, like I don't know the words of the song. Well, there's a couple that are kind of famous that you, yeah. that you know. Did but. have you did you go to see this like comedian guy that reads his poetry? It's like really raunchy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. We we didn't see him this that year. That was the funniest part to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> the little shows are it funny. It was like it was pretty disgusting, but it was really but funny. But funny. Yeah. yeah. They have like fire jugglers yeah. and magicians. I saw like a person that like whips things. Oh, I, I we, we we watched that one, the, and it was like the guy and the girl. No, it was just a guy that was, was wearing some really tight pants, <laughs> like velvet tight pants. I was like, Ooh. "What's happening here?" What about the thing where they on the horse? I think it might jousting. be jousting. Yeah, 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 they do. They do well, they that, do that. We, one. So we we we. So if you're gonna go to the Ren Fair, and, and I'll ask you if you had this situation, did you get there right when it opened? Did you get there later? We got there like right when it opened. Okay. If you're gonna go, Trelvis, mm -hmm. you have to get there when it opens because out in the country and it's a one-lane road and like it gets slammed oh, really? about 30 minutes after it opens. And we made that mistake one time and it took us like an hour Ooh. to go like two miles. So because of that, we always get there early. And I think the jousting's around four or five o'clock. Okay, okay. And so, you know, you're out there and like, you know, out in the sun all day. We generally like head back before that, but we have watched it a few times and they joust and then there's like the sword fight. It's kind of like medieval times, I guess. Right. It is. I stayed there. We got there when it opened and left when it closed. Wow. You shut it down. You shut down yeah. the rent fair. Man, that's that's a bold move. Yeah, yeah. I was out there for a while. Nice. Yeah, not to my, not for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah was ready to go. 
Well, anyway, if you live in Dallas Metroplex, I do encourage you to check out Scarborough Fair. It's a lot of fun. And there's rent fairs all over the country. Um, yeah, they have another have... one in Houston. Yeah, the like Houston really one's big. supposed to be pretty cool. And I don't know, I, I love the rent fair, but like traveling for the rent fair is maybe like a bridge too far for me. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think I'd be doing that. Yeah. But People I'd like go camp again. I want to take Avery, but I just didn't. Every time um, I had a chance to go, she was not with me on oh, the weekend. Yeah. So. Next year, we'll plan it. You should come with us. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think she'd like and Travis, that. we're gonna bring you too, man. <laughs> what would you dress up as, Travis, if you're gonna go? Ooh, I think he'd be like a good like executor looking. Oh, an executioner, <laughs> man. Now they, they they go shirtless out there, so I gotta get my body right if I'm gonna go shirtless <laughs> with the executioner, and I gotta have a little axe. Yeah, yeah dude, definitely, man. You gotta get a big axe, like something just huge, yeah, right? Let's do it. That would be so fun. I'm excited now. <laughs> All right, next year we got it planned. I think sure. also we're doing Paris, Paris Fashion Week next week, right after the show gets famous. So yeah, absolutely, we, we got, got some big plans coming yeah, up. Yeah, a lot on our plate. <laughs> we man. do, man. We got to get ready. All right, well, let's move on to some segments. Um, so you know, I always like to do a medical segment and you know do something educational. And this one kind of hits close to home. This one is about the dangers of screen time in kids. That's actually my daughter. I'm like, as my daughter is playing on her phone. I know, in right? In the waiting room. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's it's something that I mean, I mean, I think we're all guilty of is allowing our kids to be too yeah. enveloped in screen time. So, uh, you know, digital technology has advanced more rapidly than any innovation in human history. And, and it's a great thing because technology is making the world a better place and it's bringing everyone together. Um, but it has brought up some, some concerns and this concept of screen time is one of them. And, and I remember the first time I heard screen time, I was like, what does that mean? Well, uh, screen time is defined as the amount of time that kids or adults spend on things like smartphones, tablets, computers, television, Mm -hmm. uh, and those sort of things, or gaming consoles as yeah. well. And I guess it's not totally new. I remember when I was a kid and like the Atari came out and it was it was just like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Right. And I remember like, you know, in the summer I'd be in there playing it and my parents would get worried about, oh, you know, are you playing? You know, you're not socializing. You're not socializing, right? And so, you know, this whole concept of screen time really originated, you know, more recently than the past decade, but in the past decade, it has gotten a lot of attention. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, back then, it was like the only screen time was looking at a TV. Yeah, looking at TV or playing then the Then it became a computer. Right. Then it became it's video adult games, our, our whole lives. Like your phone. Yeah, and it's it's not just recreation anymore. You yeah. know, it's it's people that work working. and for kids at school. You know, looking at laptops for classes or whatnot. Yeah. And so uh, it has raised some health concerns uh, about what are the negative sides of this and also is there an issue with our kids getting addicted to screen time. And so the first thing to kind of understand is, okay, well, how much are kids using their screens? And I mean, I go by my own kids and I'd say, well, it's a lot, <laughs> you know. Mine uh, too. So according to the recent studies, for ages 8 to 12, the average kid gets four to six hours of screen time. That's a lot. It's quite a bit. Now for teens, that goes up to nine hours per day. Like that's crazy. And I guess it makes sense. I mean, they're using computers at school. They come home, they get on the computer. I mean, I know my son does and he'll end up, you know, he'll play games late into the night if we, if we don't watch him. Um, but yeah. there has been this dramatic increase because in the recent past, it wasn't near that. So 25 years ago, the average kid only did. So, okay, that's basically when I was a kid, more or less. Uh, more or less, um, you know, 25 years ago, the average kid had about an hour of screen time a day. 
As recently as about 10 years ago, it was only about three hours. So you can see this kind of dramatic increase in the amount of screen time that kids are getting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now that this has become an issue, of course, people are starting to study it and say, okay, if kids are getting too much screen time, you know, are there downsides? And, and what are those downsides? I know one of them. Already. Tell me. Bring it. Mine gets super agitated the more she plays. Agitated? Yeah. So, like, okay, that is like one. anxious, I guess. Is it anxious from like things she sees or trying to accomplish something? I don't in the know. Game? It's almost like it's almost like it's like too much like uh, sensory overload. Really? For her okay. sometimes. So, it's like sometimes she just is like super aggravated and grumpy. Interesting. Even, even when she's being, you know, distracted by the phone. But, like, yeah. She'll just get, if one thing does not go away whenever she's playing, mm. she'll just like freak out. Really? Yeah. So, like, I mean, things like difficulty. Time to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> time to take it away from me. Sorry, kid. Uh, things like difficulty and concentrating do, do pop up. Um, yes. One of the biggest things, which, I mean, we all kind of know about, but it's just good to just kind of state it and make sure that it's clear, is that a lot of times parents don't know what their kids are seeing. You know, the, the problem with the internet, uh, obviously, is that the entirety of the world can access your kid's mind, yes. you know, through a handheld device. And you know that's not always a good thing. Kids are seeing things like violence, risk-taking behavior, videos of stunts that are that are you know poor choices that may lead to unsafe yeah. behavior. And one way that I make sure to not let that happen is not let her wear headphones. I usually mm. don't let her wear headphones a lot because that way I and can hear you know, what she's listening to. Because I'll hear something and I'm like, next video, next video. <laughs> that's such a hard thing to do too Wrap because we, you know, we've had these discussions throughout the years with our kids, and so it, it's kind of like a a good and bad thing, right? Because if you if they don't have headphones on, you can hear what they're hearing. But then the bad thing is you it's can, annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, right? And you're in the car and they're cranking up, you know, YouTube or TikTok, and it's just like blaring. You're like, turn that down. Put on your headphones, but you're right. I mean, and we'll get around to like. I mean, yeah, I, I have to do that sometimes too, but most of the time, yeah. like when she's at home, I don't. She doesn't wear headphones. Like if we're traveling and like we're in the car for like five hours, yes, yes she will be wearing headphones. Wear headphones, please. <laughs> um, you know, sexual content is obviously out there. Yeah. Negative stereotypes, substance abuse, and then things like cyberbullying is a really big thing that's gotten a lot of attention. Uh, predators, you know, mm -hmm. there's people that try to prey on kids through the internet and then, yep. and then scams. Yep. You know, when we just talked about a scam, I think it was last week, you know, where that kid, it was yeah, like a... that was a predator slash a scam. Yeah, it was like both, like <laughs> a dual, dual threat there. So the other issues that come up with too much screen time include sedentary lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. kids sit in front of the computer, they don't go outside, they don't get physical activity, which of course can lead to, you know, potential health issues. Uh, sleep patterns. It actually messes with your sleep patterns when you have too much screen time, especially if you're using screens uh, or tech tech right before you go to bed. Yeah. They say that's a bad thing to do. And of course, I am like a bad offender of that. I'll be like working on the computer right up to the point I'm like falling asleep, you know, and then go to bed. But it does mess with your sleep patterns, which can affect, it can cause fatigue, difficulty concentrating. And these things can all lead to decreased academic performance in kids. Yeah. So, you know, if your kid is getting a lot of screen time, it, it, it can start to affect them in school. And I know that for a fact because, you know, my son had, when he was younger, had this thing where he would, we would fall asleep and he'd stay up late, you know, playing on the computer. And then he'd have issues at school because he was too tired. Yep. So, um, 
the other thing is the develop development of social and emotional skills, um, which is kind of getting really you know into like the more deeper issues. So having a lot of screen time does decrease face to face interactions. Yeah. I mean, we see that. I mean, kids now, and I I do the same thing. I have like my online friends. You know, like we have. I and one of them is one of my one of my best friends that we we play games and stuff just to kind of keep connected. But but I have these online friends that I've never met, which I mean, in one way is cool, but two, it does decrease your face-to-face -face interaction. Yeah. And so for kids who are developing, if they get into a pattern where all their friends are online, I mean, it can affect their, you know, their ability just to have like that strong emotional quotient, you know, yeah, later in life. True. And then some of the more like worrying things and uh, anxiety, which you said your daughter has sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, Decreased self-esteem has been shown from having too much uh, excessive screen time and, and also depression. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you hear all these things and then you realize, oh, my gosh, my kid's like on a screen a lot. I mean, it does kind of stop and, and makes you want to think about, OK, do we need to do any changes? So, uh, of course, you know, knowing that there's potential risks, we should talk about, you know, what are the potential solutions of this? Uh, certainly, and you, you said it right off the bat, is monitoring. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure your kids are not accessing content that they shouldn't have. And it's, yeah. it's easy to fall in the trap of, oh, my kid's being quiet, they're being good looking at a screen and like, you know, necessarily get yeah. involved. I know YouTube, you can create a kid's YouTube mm -hmm. um, account and you can, you can be in charge of like what kind of content they look at. Yeah, so like good. whenever YouTubers make videos, they have to put... Yep what it's made, who it's made for. Right. I mean, sometimes things get slipped through, but yes, uh, you know, I mean, at least so you can do is report it. But yeah, that's what yeah. I've been doing with Avery. Cause yeah. there was a time when, I, you know, there was a situation, I don't know what she was watching, but I was like, okay, this, okay, is, this is not good. Is not yeah. good. And, and I've had that too, where like my daughter and I she would was be so sitting. confused as to why I was like, get the <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> swipe, swipe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had that with my daughter, especially when she was younger, where she'd be watching on the TikTok. Like, yeah, you probably should be watching that. She's always pretty good. She's like, I know that's not good until like swipe past. But. Inappropriate. <laughs> um, another thing that's really, really hard to do, but is important is setting limits. Yes. And so there actually is uh, some recommendations that come from the American Academy of, of Pediatrics. Mm -hmm. And I was a little surprised at how restrictive they were, especially given that I think my kids are way over this. So they say for kids less than two to optimize their development, they really shouldn't have any screen time if they're less than two years old. My Avery didn't care anything about tablets or any of that stuff really? when she was that age. I like my, my mom had bought her one for like whenever we'd go on like road trips or mm -hmm. something for her to play with. No interest. She'd get so frustrated with it. She'd yeah. look at it and be like, ugh. Yeah. Like, ugh. I'm trying to remember when my kids started using tech. I mean, I think it was after two. Um, but I do see sometimes parents, you know, maybe have like a one and a half year old and they'll throw a video on. And I mean, I, I, I guess that there's the effect on, on their, their development can be affected by, you know, too much screen time. So they actually recommend nothing for kids less than two. For kids two to 12, one hour is the recommendation of screen time. That's pretty, pretty strict. Yeah. Um, I can't say that my kids are, are currently adhering to that. No, mine's not either. But at least it gives you a goal. Especially and then, with summer coming around. Right. And then for teens, uh, they say two hours, which I mean... I could see being a teenager and only having two hours of screen time because when I was in high school, I was pretty busy because it's like you yeah. go to school and I did you know, cheerleading and gymnastics. Sure. So it was like I didn't get home sometimes and I had a job. Yeah. 
So sometimes I didn't get home till like seven o'clock and then I had to do homework. Right. And I was and the same way. I was, I was really active in, in high school and did a lot of sports, extracurricular activities. So even though I liked to be on screens or computers, I didn't have as much time either. But I think yeah. where you can run in trouble is when the kids don't do that stuff. You know, yeah. they just come straight home and like get on a computer. Yep. Um, the other two things that are good as far as, uh, you know, making sure your kid's not doing too much screen time is, um, you know, trying to make a balance between dedicated time to do things other than be on a computer or tablet. So, for example, things like family game night, sitting down to dinner, you know, going outside, pool time or whatever, you know, make time for your kids that are activities that are not related to screen uh, is a good way to kind of limit that. And then lastly, the thing that's recommended is to encourage healthy screen time. Um, and that means things that are like educational, uh, things that are more interactive than passive, like you yeah. know, active stuff than just like, like learning apps. Videos. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yep. I think I'm. I'm gonna get um, Avery a little learning app over the summer, yep. and her cousin's gonna get one too, so they'll be able to play together. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, my daughter really likes the language apps. Like we have like Lingo Deer and. I've used lingo before. I tried to learn Spanish one time. Did you? How'd it go? Yeah, me and Avery were doing it. Yeah. My daughter actually taught herself <laughs> a lot of Japanese through one of those yeah. apps. She's really into like anime and Japanese culture. My my niece is going to Japan. Really? Yeah. With like her whole, like for her birthday, her 16th birthday. That's oh my what gosh. she wants to do. So. Really? Oh, that's so funny. My sister and her family are going there and I was like, I want to. <laughs> my daughter is always like for her family vacation we should go to japan and honestly i wouldn't mind going to japan um but it, i think that'd be super fun yeah my wife and my son are like yeah how about the beach <laughs> i'm like well, isn't, the there, beach doesn't... isn't there a beach in japan I, I guess i don't i don't know if japan's known for really nice beaches probably not but... i think they're more rocky i don't know it's kind of like the beach in england you know they have a beach but it's not where people necessarily I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just guessing. I, I just have never seen pictures of Japanese beaches. You know, you see the beaches in the Caribbean or yeah, wherever. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to have to look into that. My daughter probably knows. I'll have to ask her. So anyway, screen time. Just be aware uh, there are potential issues out there if your kids are getting too much screen time. And, and they are fairly serious. And it doesn't mean that if your kid's on a tablet more than an hour a day that they're, you know, going to fail in life. But just be aware that there are some risks out there. And there are some guidelines set forth to uh, try and keep your kids as safe as possible. So, yes. all right. Moving on and talking about being safe, we got a crazy story. And Travis, you told me about this one. It was right before I left for vacation and we didn't get to do a segment on it, which actually wasn't a bad thing because now we have more information about it. And it is about a Kardashian lookalike model that died from silicone butt injections. I just couldn't believe it. This story gets really, really crazy. And she does kind of look like Kim. A little bit, yeah. And it's really sad. And I, you know, as I always say, we don't talk about these things to make light of them. It's, you know, to kind of educate people on how you or family member or friend could potentially avoid a situation like this. So this happened last month uh, at the end of April. Uh, this uh, girl's name is Christina Gorkani. Uh, she's 34 years old. She was a social media and OnlyFans model. And she was obsessed with plastic surgery. And I have a quote that she put up there. Charles, throw that quote up. Yeah, it says, some of us fill our bodies with drugs, some of us with alcohol, some with unhealthy foods, some with stress, others with toxic, abusive relationships. I fill my body with some plastic and a lot of love. And uh, yeah, that was in response to people... <laughs> 
you know, saying that she had this obsession with plastic surgery, yeah. uh, which which we'll talk about. But she her obsession with plastic surgery was to look like Kim Kardashian. That was like her whole goal. And I got another picture of her. Yeah, that's her right there. I mean, she does kind of look like Kim Kardashian. Um, I'm a little. She definitely does, but it looks like her body is photoshopped. Like that's how much plastic surgery she's had is her body looks photoshopped. So I've yes, like badly right. Photoshopped. And, I, and I, I think that that is her real body because I saw several photos. I just yeah, grabbed one. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, and so she did have this obsession with plastic surgery, and it kind of got her into trouble because she actually found this girl on the internet. Uh, this girl's name is Vivian Gomez. I think I got a picture of her. Charles, throw her up there if you can. Yeah, so that's Vivian Gomez. She is a unlicensed cosmetologist from Florida. I knew it. I, I, Florida is always making... How did I know Florida it? is always making an appearance in our segments. I don't know if we should, well, I know we had a counter at one I point. I think we should just go there and do interviews with random people on the street. Like random street interviews? Yeah, like uh, that obviously have had plastic surgery. We're going to have to up our budget a little <laughs> who's bit. Your, who's your plastic surgeon? <laughs> who's your plastic surgeon? Because you go to a plastic surgeon. Because you email? look horrible. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so uh, Gorkani found this girl, Vivian Gomez, on the internet, which um, is a little a little sketchy. And Vivian Gomez agreed to fly out to California where uh, Christina lived. And they were going to do silicone butt injections. So this went down. Uh, Vivian, At least it wasn't caulking or cock or whatever I, it was I, last time. Well, that's what that is. I think it's silicone. Like from Home Depot. It didn't specifically say, but you can't just buy, you know, like silicone you'd put in a breast implant, yeah, like anywhere. I have no idea. So I assume that that's what that. That's what they mostly use is they buy, you know, silicone from a uh, some sort of hardware store and they use that to inject it. Yeah, it's not a great idea. So she flew from Florida to California. They met up at a hotel where this all went down. And so uh, Miss Gomez started injecting uh, Miss Gorkani's buttocks with the silicone. And very shortly after they started, uh, Miss Gorkani had a seizure and went into cardiac arrest. And so they took her to the hospital. And later that night, she, she died. And so the first question is, OK, well, what happened? Well, I mean, there's. There hasn't been like an autopsy released or anything, but most likely what happened is she got a, an embolus of silicone, meaning that when they were doing the injections, they, the needle got into a big blood vessel and they injected that silicone into the bloodstream, which is really, really bad. That basically will block up your brain or your heart. I mean, it can kill you very, very, very quickly. And it's one of the reasons that Brazilian butt lifts carry such a high mortality rate. And of course, they're not injecting with silicone, they're injecting with fat, but the same the same end result can apply if you get into the bloodstream. It can be, you know, very, very lethal. Yeah. So, uh, Ms. Gorkani was taken to the hospital. She did, unfortunately, pass away. Ms. Gomez got on a plane and went back to Florida um, after this all went down. Um, they said she wasn't fleeing police, but she just didn't necessarily have anything else to be there for. And she was arrested at the airport once she um, got back to Florida. And uh, she was. Uh, I was about to say, did she perform any more surgeries? I don't know. I, that's a great question. I'm not. I would assume she just came out there for that. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, but I was like, a good thing she got like arrested at so, the airport. <laughs> so this this person's a cosmetologist, apparently unlicensed, obviously not a physician, 
And so she's being charged with involuntary manslaughter mm -hmm. and practicing medicine without a license, which are both felonies. And she's facing a set up to 12 years in prison uh, for her, her role in this girl's death, which obviously... I feel like it should be longer. I kind of felt like that too. I mean, she, she killed somebody. Yeah, she did kill somebody. And like, maybe not like maliciously, but right. like... It's not like pure murder. But it's almost she, knew like, the, she knew the risks and she yeah. still did it. It's like negligent homicide. I don't know the details of... I mean, don't people that get drunk and drive, drinking and driving and kill somebody go to prison longer than that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, I would assume so. I don't know. Yeah, 12 years to me sounds like not a lot of time for straight up killing someone. But I don't I know. I agree. Uh, so anyway, I mean, this obviously is a tragic story. And um, like I said, we don't want to you know, make light of the fact someone died here. But, you know, is there anything to be learned from this? And I mean, there's a lot be learned um, so I was thinking that there's three things here that that were concerning to me um, well there's a lot that are concerning but the three biggest ones I mean one uh, I have a little bit of issue when people get obsessed with plastic surgery to the point that they're trying to look like a celebrity mm -hmm. um, you know it's free country people are free to do what they want but it, it does open up risks when you have so much plastic surgery and you know you're doing everything you can to try and look like someone and i think it opens you up to get into bad situations like this yeah. because for example you know i feel like i'm a very safe surgeon i mean my record would say i'm a very safe surgeon um if somebody came to me and said well i want to look like kim kardashian i want to have 10 surgeries i would i would not operate on them i mean i just wouldn't do it i that to yeah, me it's, because it's like they'll never look exactly like yeah them. there's that i mean it does indicate there might be some like more deeper issues going on stuff yeah. yeah and so i i just feel like that that's just kind of a warning sign so the problem i think is when people go down that road they're more likely to get in with somebody shady like this gomez person who is you know practicing medicine without a license so i think that that's one take home from this is you know if, if you know somebody that's out there trying to look like a celebrity I, mean, I don't say you need to have an intervention with them, but I mean, it, 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 you should have some concern. You know, I don't know. You might need to have an intervention with well, them. Well, it's just, I know it's a strong word to say that an intervention. Because like she, she obviously probably started off going to like some good doctors right. to have these procedures. I know, and just, then I, she's just like, going now down I'm the dark getting road. Yeah. Home Depot stuff right. injected. So, and, and that's the second thing. I mean, I, I don't know how big of a public service announcement we need to have to say that injecting silicone into your body is a bad idea but i mean it's a terrible idea it's i mean people die from this and, or have horrible complications like i think cardi b was one yeah. remember we did the little segment about her like it like i guess apparently it can be done but like what, what risk yeah. right i mean and, and there's there's no medical application for that like yeah. there's no fda approval for injecting silicone directly into your body like this i mean we do use silicone implants but that's a completely different you're not like putting yes yeah, it's not like free silicone you're just injecting in there it's like yeah. a very surgical well thought out plan that yeah. has a track record of being very safe this is not that i mean mm -hmm. this is the opposite of that it has a track record of, of being dangerous for sure uh and then uh lastly i mean using anyone that's unlicensed is probably a bad idea i mean it, it goes back to you know do your do your homework yes. you know if you're going to have a procedure by someone look up their credentials. I mean, having a social media account is not credentials. No. You know, there has to be more than that. So, 
You know, and I know there's people out there that do something like this with something unlicensed and they have okay results. But I mean, if you're going to do something that potentially can, you know, cause harm to you or even, you know, potentially kill you, make it as safe as it possibly can. Make sure the people are properly trained, properly licensed. Exactly. So, you know, I think that in this scenario, you have three different things that all went wrong. And like when you add all that risk up, I mean, it, it can cost you your life. And plus it's... Florida. So. Yeah. Well, Florida. Medical tourism. <laughs> well, this is kind of like reverse medical tourism. She came to her? She came to her, yeah. The girl, the the, the Kardashian lookalike was from San Mateo, I think, mm -hmm. uh, which is San Oh, Francisco. and the Florida cosmetologist. The Florida cosmetologist flew out. Oh. Yeah, it's like reverse medical tourism. That'd be like if I flew to Florida to do someone's surgery. You have to be wary of that, too. Because, I mean, I mean, I was just thinking about, could you ever do that? Well, I mean, technically you can, but you have to have a medical license for the state you're practicing in. So the fact that this girl flew to another state to do something, I mean, that's worrisome. That's strange. There's a lot of worrisome about Don't that. travel to get any type of surgery. It's not Either a good way. idea. It's, it's not a good idea. All right. Red flags. I'm sad for her. That's a very sad story. Hopefully it's horrible. people can, um, you know, take something home from this to prevent it from happening to themselves or someone they love. So. All right, moving on to more dangerous stuff. I don't know. Sometimes these, these segments just are all about dangerous. Well, I mean, it is educational. We want people to be safe. So we, we, learn, we learn from it. That right. You learn from mistakes. So I, do you remember back in December whenever we were talking about the TikTok plastic surgeon? Were you here then? You were I here think then. so. Yeah. So Dr. Roxy. So, so Dr. Roxy, uh, for those who um, don't know, was a... Uh, pretty famous plastic surgeon on TikTok. She had, I think, a little under a million Is followers. Is she the one that did, like, the liposuction and people are awake? No, that's a different one. Oh. I, I know it gets mixed up with all these surgeons out there. Uh, no, so this is a girl who was kind of TikTok famous. She'd make funny videos. Um, well, she's about to learn her fate because, you know, she got her, her license suspended. And so she, was, she had to go in front of the medical board for her state, and, and that happened this month. So... Um, as I said, for those who don't know, she was famous on TikTok. Uh, she made a bunch of videos. I think, uh, Travis, I think I've got one video here. Can you roll it of her? It's like her. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it's like her dancing. And I mean, that's kind of the TikTok thing to like, you know, do these like silly little videos. And um, so that's her on TikTok. Um, but the reason that she got in trouble was because she was live streaming her surgeries, which when I first heard that, I was like, oh, live streaming surgery. I mean, that's not crazy. I mean, Dr. Miami got famous doing that. But where she got in trouble was that she got too involved with the live stream and wasn't allegedly paying enough attention to the surgery. Yeah. And so she had two patients that she was doing liposuction on in a live stream that had perforated bowels. And so for those who don't know, liposuction uses a hollow metal rod to suck out fat. And it's, it's kind of aggressive. And if you're not paying attention or just something bad happens, you can actually get too deep with that and you can injure your internal organs. And um, so I have a video of her uh, actually doing some liposuction. Uh, Travis, can you roll that next video? <laughs> So when I saw that video, I was just really kind of mortified because she's, she's doing liposuction on someone's neck. 
She wasn't even looking at it. Yeah, she wasn't even looking at it. I mean, she was like, "Hi, how are you?" She's sitting there talking <laughs> about how dangerous it can be, you know, if you poke something in the neck while she's aggressively, and that's pretty aggressive liposuction. I, I try not to be that aggressive with it. Like I try to do more controlled, you know, because I mean, it is potentially dangerous. And so anyway, so she had two patients that had perforated intestines, which, I mean, that is a risk of liposuction, but realistically a plastic surgeon- That shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen really in their career. I mean, I, it could happen. It could happen to a great plastic surgeon um, but it really shouldn't unless mm -hmm. there was just some extenuating circumstances. But to have two of those happen and, you know, have a video like that where she's like, you know, not looking at the camera, obviously people found that to be a problem. And so the, the medical board suspended, suspended her license. And there was a third patient too that had some serious injury but didn't really specifically say what it was. And the other thing that really kind of was alarming was when, when I was doing the research on this, apparently according to some of the people that had the complications, when they called her office, their office told them, don't go to the ER, like you're fine, you know, which is always a bad idea. If you're out there and you have surgery and you feel like you have a problem, you need to call your doctor. And if you're really concerned, you should go to the ER. And that's yeah. why I tell our patients. And fortunately we don't have a lot of patients going to the ER, but every once in a while something will happen. A patient like, look, I'm really concerned. I'm like, okay, well, I'm happy to meet you. But if you are really concerned, just go to the ER. I can meet you there. We can sort this out. It, it should be a little bit of a warning if, if a doctor. Yeah. You know, Cause that's like, oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Or like, I mean, who knows name. what they were thinking? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Um, so, so anyway, uh, the hearing with the medical board just got, just wrapped up mm -hmm. and, um, there wasn't really any good footage from it. It was just them kind of talking. And so she's trying to get her license back. And so they, they won't make the decision for a few more weeks. Um, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I'm kind of doubtful if she'll get her license back. I mean, it's, it, it looks bad. Maybe there's more to it that I don't know, but the optics of it look pretty bad. Yeah. You know, you got three patients who are seriously injured. She'd been previously warned by the medical board not to do this anymore because they were worried she was going to you know, potentially hurt somebody yeah. and then it, it just happened. seems like she's just like so irresponsible and like blinded like by fame or something. Yeah. And of course, you know, she was saying that, oh, I'm doing all this for education, which I don't know. I mean, their response was, I mean, okay, you do one surgery for education to show somebody you don't do 50 of the same surgery on live stream, you know, or you could yeah. record it and then, you know, there's ways to do it in a safe manner. Yeah. And um, I wonder if she really saw an influx in Oh, patients oh absolutely yes yeah, really? she absolutely she did yeah she became kind of TikTok famous and so you know she was getting a lot of business uh supposedly yeah. and um you know i i don't know i i don't know what's gonna happen uh i kind of think that she's probably not gonna get her license back but I mean, who knows i mean that there may be more to it i also worry too about you know malpractice because because this is so publicized and you know all this information's come out. I mean, I can't imagine there's not some lawsuits involved in this. I don't know that for, for sure. fact. And so it's like, well, is she gonna be able to get malpractice? I mean, who knows? I mean, she's. I mean, who knows if she um, got those people to say that they were even allowed to like let her film? Though. I think that she was doing that for sure. Well, she, I mean, she would. She would make mention that oh, we always get consent. You know? Okay, good. But it's interesting, you know, the whole concept of live streaming, you know, surgeries. I mean, I've thought about it in the past. I was like, well, you know, I do stuff on social media. People want to see surgery. I mean, I've thought about it, but I just, I just never really pulled the trigger on it because of all the various reasons I think it might be a bad idea. I mean, I, I think there is maybe some benefit to it, both from an educational standpoint and, and also like from a personal standpoint. I mean, she's a point in fact that 
you do something like this and it can build you know your notoriety which can build your business yeah but I mean there are downsides and ultimately I think that I think there's a right way to do it I think she just did it the wrong way yeah I mean Dr. Miami who I don't necessarily love I mean kind of did it the right way I don't think he had any issues when he was live streaming his surgeries um, that I know of uh, so yeah you're right there is a right way to do it and I'm pretty sure that that's not the right way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it was almost like she was like trying to show off. Could be. You know? That's what I, I know. that's what I felt like. And you know, I mean complications do occur. I mean, uh, I, I can tell you there's a saying in surgery that says if you're not having some complications, you're not operating enough. Mm-hmm. And that is true. I mean, you know, no matter what you do, there's always some risk involved, but mm-hmm. the the complications should be minor, you know. Yeah. Little stuff. I mean, you know, we do tons of tummy tucks. We see people that get like little healing spots. No big deal. We get them. But I mean, something like perforated intestine. I mean, that's a major complication. That's like potentially life-altering complications. For sure. You know, or potentially lethal too. You can actually die from that. So, so anyway, I will have to have an update next month when we hear the fate of Dr. Roxy, and see what happens with her. I mean, it's um, it's sad. I mean, I you know, I hate to see anyone have problems, but yeah, lesson learned though. Yeah, lesson learned. You know, it's a it's a warning for other doctors and patients so yeah all right well this this episode was kind of depressing we started out good with the rent fair and then things kind of like went downhill with like, I'm like all so the... what are you doing this weekend <laughs> i don't know what are you doing i'll see uh oh my son's graduating on saturday okay cool yeah so yeah yesterday was avery's last day of school yeah danica really wanted to come up my daughter really wanted to come to the studio today but she's she's just not feeling well so we made her stay she's very sour about that by the way it's like oh. i really want to come well avery will be here not the next friday but two i'll make sure to bring yeah. danica you guys do anything good I'm taking Avery camping. Fun? Where? Broken Bow. I was gonna say Broken Bow. I, I got gonna... a camp. I got a cabin with some of my friends. Nice. I have kids too, but oh my I'm gosh, usually how much fun. I'm usually more of a camp like a tent. Like you're camper. out in the tent. Really? But yeah. Because you... I have a tent attached to my car, like permanently attached. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Wow. I actually like camping. Uh, my wife, on the other hand would probably rather be tortured than go camping. Really? Yeah, I, so I don't know we what don't it do is. A lot of like when you wake up in the morning and you like have to make a fire. Dude, I did it when I was then, a kid. And then you make like coffee and stuff. It just mm-hmm. like smells so good. Yeah. I, I mean, growing know. up in Texas, especially North Texas, I think everyone who grew up here has gone camping in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, you gone camping in Oklahoma? I've never been camping you a haven't. day in life. No, somebody you never been camping? Re- no, a day in life. Somebody recently Dude. suggested that we do that. You need to like knock so two things fun. out with one stone. You can go camping at, at the rent like fair. At least just for like one night. Oh, I feel like it would just be bad. Just <laughs> all the way around. I'm not an outside person. Like Kind of an indoor guy? I, yeah, I feel absolutely. You, man. Like to, I'm, I'm going to a listening party tonight um at the house of blues oh nice yeah are you going in the foundation room i believe so i think this is gonna be it i think i'm not Dude, for sure but i think this that place is it. awesome i've yeah. always wanted to like get a membership there and haven't absolutely room. i'm excited I'm dude have a lot of fun i want a full report next week i got you all right guys i think it's about time to wrap it up thank you everyone so much for watching we really do appreciate it please leave us a comment we want to hear from you let us know what you want us to talk about on the next episode see you later bye